technical difficulties, hey? All right. So I just want to introduce you again. Mm -hmm. We're going to kind of Sounds start good. from the beginning. So Chris Weeb and I met quite a few years ago and then maybe just sort of got to know each other a little bit better, maybe five or six years ago. Um, and I love watching your art and I've especially Instagram so fantastic for that, right? Mm -hmm. Being able to kind of follow what people are doing. And one of the things that always struck me about you was the breadth of art that you do. So you're not just a painter or at least you're not just a painter on canvas. True. <laughs> you're a painter on people. You mm -hmm. do amazing face painting. Um, and you paint on on objects, useful objects and and that kind of thing. And then of course you do paint paintings as well. Mm -hmm. So what took you into face painting? Um <laughs> yeah. So when I was eleven Eleven. Uh, yeah, eleven years old. <laughs> that was only like a couple years ago. <laughs> well, so. and, you, and you were saying before. I mean, so you're mm -hmm. talking about eleven, but you were saying like when you were six or seven, you're basically designing your own clothes. Yeah, yeah. Designing and creating yeah. your own clothes. So uh, this is something that's been in your DNA, really. Definitely. Okay, so when you're eleven, though. Yeah, when I was eleven. Um, yeah. So tragically, two of my uncles had been killed um, before Christmas, and. Um, one of my aunts was like, what are we going to do for Christmas? And yeah. so she turned around and she said, well, let's have a dinner and invite everybody. And when she said everybody, she literally meant everybody. <laughs> and that was the onset of a giant family Christmas dinner that um, we had initiated. And it actually went over a period of 30 years. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And it was... Uh, at last count, we had on average 1,400 people. Uh, what? Yeah, coming for our Christmas dinners. Um, it was the Bannerman Clark Christmas dinner. Get out! Yeah, in Calgary. And so it started in the basement of this little tiny church. And I was 11 and I couldn't cook turkeys. And I was really disappointed. And so I asked my grandmother, what am I going to do? Yeah. And so she bought me some face paints. And she said, here, you can do this. And literally that was the onset of wow. my face painting. So I started from there. And then I had, because my my family knows a lot of people in Calgary and stuff, um, I had opportunity to train with some pretty amazing people. Yeah. Um, and John Cox was one of them. I don't know if anybody here knows of him or is aware of him, but he used to have like his own makeup studio oh, and wow. he used to... Um, be hooked up with like some of the modeling agencies and stuff so he did like a lot of different unique makeup and I would go and hang out with him and visit with him and he would show me things apprentice and, yeah yeah and um, I never really beauty makeup was never my jam yeah right and I get a lot of requests people are like can you come do beauty makeup can you do I'm sure you that? would be good at it yeah and yeah, I just just not your thing it's just not my thing because yeah. I don't know I find sometimes people can get really finicky about that kind of stuff, and that's just I like the I attention can't to detail. Weddings, yeah, right? like oh right. My God. <laughs> I don't think I'd have the patience for it, honestly. No. no. So, but anyways, yeah. Okay. So beauty makeup is not my jam, but doing special effects and blood and gore and like doing prosthetics or doing um, um, you know body art that can hide people or. Um, oh, display really? different things yeah like all kinds of stuff like that like I've done do you ever watch the show where like they have a couple TV shows and one's on like Netflix or whatever mm -hmm. where it's the body painting thing mm -hmm. that's so cool I have <laughs> I have friends of mine that have competed on there oh really yeah oh that's so cool so we have um, uh, a national convention there's there's actually art uh, body art conventions all around the world oh. um, there's an international uh, body art competition that happens in Germany once a year if you ever get the opportunity to yeah, go I'll bet like eh? amazing even yeah. if you're not there to compete or whatever just, just to like to see just to see and experience it is a party unlike anything Germany you will ever is like go. yeah what I want to do was it in Berlin uh no no um but it, like like amazing and yeah. actually um we have uh the th uh, three time world champion winner that lives in Airdrie. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, um, but it's becoming more 
known, more well-known and uh, more mainstream as an art style as well. So that's really fabulous because uh, initially it was so uh, taboo. And mm-hmm. honestly, there was, it's, it's for some, I'm sure there's the sexual deviance behind it, but um, for anybody that I know, it has nothing to do with that. It's truly, yeah. it's an art form and yeah. that's what it is. Um, but anyways, I digress. So yeah, like I started at 11 and I just kind of <laughs> progressed from there. Like I have uh, pictures of me when I think I was like 11 or 12 when I had done these face paints on my friends and like my friends were all like, yeah, we look so awesome. And like one of them was like a tiger and one of them, I don't even know what they were. But they were really hideous. Like I yeah. look back now and I laugh. And uh, I mean, I'm in my bedroom with my corkboard behind me and there's like menudo on the wall. It's awesome. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's how but, it started. And, and so, so I mean, we're talking... Okay, so we have like a little fashion designer, yeah. you know, at like five or six, and you get to 11, you get into face painting. Yeah. All this time, are you also sort of in your your space painting, painting, and no. doing, when did that start? When did you sort I, of get the gumption for that one? I started, so this whole time, like I, I've just always, if something strikes me is, you know, something I want to try or something I want to I do, that's what I would do. And um I remember when I was 17, I started painting clothes. I don't know if anybody remembers these horrible jackets and t-shirts people were doing. Oh my God. On the acid wash. Right? Yeah. (laughs) On the acid wash. And I- They were fantastic, but terrible. They were horrible. They were so bad. But yeah, I had- Although, you know what? If you had them now, you could sell them like crazy, right? My daughter's looking for them. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. She's looking, actively looking for these jackets. I'm like, no, no. (laughs) No. They were wrong the first time. (laughs) Exactly. But- Anyways, um, uh, yeah, when I was 17, I had actually, I, I was living in Calgary um, and I didn't, I was like, how did anybody know about this? I had gotten a cease and desist letter from Disney because I had painted some D- Disney characters on jackets. Right? Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. They're, do not use Disney. Wow. Yeah. Like, and you're like, what? You're like 17? I was 17. I was like, am I going to jail? Like I, Holy legit, cow. I had no idea. what to do or why this was happening or what this meant or whatever. I never painted another Disney character after that. (laughs) Like ever. I was like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, And then I didn't start doing like art, art, I guess, uh, until I was probably like 20. And my first son was like a year-ish. Yeah. Maybe two. And, um, I started with inks, uh, colored inks. And I mean, like I played with art in school and I enjoyed it and yeah. all those things. Did you things, take art in high school and have like a really great teacher or no? I did. Oh my yeah. God, Mr. Moore, he was amazing. Yeah. He was such a pothead. He was like, like <laughs> such a teacher. pothead. Yeah. yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> um, and did everyone know that? Oh yeah, because he would be like, okay, okay. Everybody, come here, come here, come here. Come, 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 come. And we'd all go over and we're like, yeah. And he'd go, never mind. And we're all like, oh, damn, he got us again. Right? Like the whole class. And they'd be like, oh, okay, everybody, come here. And we'd all go, and he'd go, never mind. Shit, got us again. So, high school teachers, art teachers, though, make, yeah. Well, teachers at all make a difference, right? I mean, there's just sort of that. Yeah, Te- I don't know that teachers know how much you know of a difference that they, they make. make an impact. Yeah, yeah, they do. And he was such a quirky little fellow. Like he, <laughs> I always thought he was one of the Beatles. I was like, you know, oh, he's really? English. He has like this crazy mop hairdo, these yeah. big glasses, and this like awesome beard, yeah. and just like his whole personality and and whatever. And I was always like, you're fun. I like you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he did. I mean, we did like some crazy stuff, stuff that I'd like to do again. Yeah. You know, like jewelry making. We did some uh, stained glass stuff. We did lots of pottery. We did like all kinds of things. Um, my favorite still is learning how to do like a juxtaposition, right? And and creating those things. And and when you say that, do you mean between different um, uh, um, 
techniques? Like when you say juxtaposition, no, what do you... It, that was what the one instructor called the specific style. Oh, and okay. He gave us like all of these like little cards. Yeah. And he wanted us to make every single card completely different from every other one. And then we had to uh, color something with oil pastels mm -hmm. onto every single card um, from something in our environment that we found. We had to recreate on the card. And then we had to put them onto this board and um, mesh them together to make another picture. Oh, and wow. It was such an amazing product project. Yeah. Sorry. Um, it was so much fun because everybody's was so unique and so different. Like yeah. even the colors used and um, the techniques. Did you know as you were going along that was going to be the end thing you had to do? No clue. So you were just like, okay, you need to do this. Yeah. Now you need, and then now you need to take that. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, it was, oh. it was really neat. Mm. Um, so, you know, some of the things that you learned, it, it was really cool. Um, but after that, I've, I haven't really taken any art courses per right. se. So I'm not a classically trained artist. Um, and I think my, <laughs> the onset of me selling the things that I make or created started when I was a single mom, um, because I wanted to make all these awesome things, but I literally, I had no money. Right. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep. And being an artist isn't cheap. No. So, especially when you want to try all these different things and do like all these different genres and, and techniques and, um, yeah, that's when it, it started from there and I was making these crazy ass beeswax candles and I was making all <laughs> kinds of things out of them, like, like bouquets of flowers and yeah. I don't even know, whatever. It's funny cause my, yeah, actually it was my first job. Um, I was managing a storage company and basically there's nothing going on yeah. right and so I would <laughs> this is back let's see late 80s yeah late 80s like 87 or something and so at that of course they're all the distressed like paint that you do right so yeah. that your room you do ragging and you know it was it was right? all into that the sponging the, the sponging yeah. and yeah so that everything looked like that and there was one thing I saw on I think it was like city line or something like that you know how they had the, yep. the different people that would show and so they were gluing on plastic flowers and oh. leaves and then you spray paint the whole thing black okay and so it looked like wrought iron right so I was doing crap like that it was like so bad when I look at it right but it was just always always searching for something doing to something do. yeah like needing to do something and so it was something that was and so of course that, but it takes you through that space it takes you through that learning and when you don't have anything and it, it was always this constant thirst for knowledge whether yeah. it was knowledge how to do something or knowledge how to you know take something in didn't necessarily have to be even art like it was just yeah. and i find that with a lot of artists is there's sort of this constant wanting to know one never sort of well you can't if you no. want to move any unless you're going to be bob ross he was Great, and, but he did the same painting sort of over and over, yeah. right? And he, he hated that. Oh, did he? He hated it, yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched, did you watch a show? I, I haven't watched a show. I watched a... Or you just know. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I'm like trying to remember why yeah. I know that, but <laughs> he was in the armed forces originally, and I know if you get hard to imagine with the hairdo. I know, but, but you know what I did learn? That he permed his hair. Yeah, and he did it for that the show. That shocked me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. You that was, wanted your hair to look like that? That was definitely the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. Because yeah. that was all about the man fro. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, um, he was in the armed forces and he was always a good painter. He always had was skilled or whatever. And then he did a couple of uh, episodes for like the the free network. Yeah. And they somebody saw him and loved it. And then they got him to commit and sign to so many shows and episodes but then they had him sign this contract where he couldn't change his hair and he had to make the same kinds of paintings over and over again and by the time he was done he was like ah oh, i'm so glad i'm done <laughs> that's so interesting <laughs> right? wow so, um but he was a good artist right but he it makes me wonder if what he would have created yeah had he had opportunity yeah. to do his own work from from inside him as opposed to what was being uh, projected upon him, right? For I can't see you if someone said, you know what, we really like how you 
paint the windows or really like those amazing mugs you make so can you just do those and <laughs> you would be like no, no I, yeah, I would laugh and there'd laugh there'd be no way that I can see you sort of no. saying yes that you would do that because that's what's really prevalent in what you do as you can definitely see that it's really important for you to grow and stretch mm -hmm. and push and change and yeah. all those different things right and to try all kinds of yeah I really I really do and I I talk about this a lot like a lot of artists and a particularly classically trained artists and this is not I'm not dissing anybody because everybody has their own skill sets everybody yeah. has their own place and yeah. does their own things um, but I find a lot will very often say when you find something become really good at it and master it and stay with it so that you're known for that and so that you can be that and that's what you become masterful at yeah. yeah and that's great for some people that's fantastic and yeah. it is you know that is wonderful and all of those things but that is not me as a person yeah and that's not me as an artist yeah. um, for me as a person as, and as an artist I enjoy challenges and I enjoy challenging myself and doing new and exciting things all the time yeah and if I see something like I intentionally go to different galleries. I love going to galleries in like little places. Like um, I was in Canmore two weeks ago. Blairmore has a cool little one too. Yeah. Have you ever been out there? Yeah. 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 And I love going into, and I've stopped in Bragg Creek too, into these little tiny places. And mm -hmm. they've got local artists um, that are displaying their things. And I love looking at them because there might be somebody in there that I want to try. Yeah. Or there might be somebody there that I want to learn more about that artist or I want to support them or I want to, you know, whatever. And um, to me, that's it's almost like a, a an education mission when I do those things. Yeah. And, you know, because I feel so inspired after visiting those places and after seeing other people's work, um, it makes me want to go and work harder. Mm -hmm. So and I and I find that as an artist, too. I mean, maybe this is just me, but if you're only staying in one place and you're not diversifying yourself, it's kind of like Alberta oil and gas. If you're yeah. not diversifying, <laughs> yeah. what happens? Side political note. Yes, sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> but. No, but I know what you're saying, that it, it is really important and for growth, like yeah. any kind of growth, right? It, it requires that. It requires you to push yourself, diversify, change mm -hmm. things, stop things. You know and and try different things yeah so I mean we've kind of started in the beginning sort of saying how you were younger and and then got into sort of and then even the practical so at 20 you're almost doing whatever you can you're doing a kitchen table mm -hmm. you're doing it with little kids running around and you're trying to figure out how you can get this creativeness out mm -hmm. and so did you continue your face painting through through that and was that something or when you had little kids was that something that got pushed aside a bit I kind of took a hiatus. And body painting, I should say, not just. Yeah, like I kind of took a hiatus um, from that for a little while. And then um, I had my second son when I was 28. And oh, it's quite a, yeah, quite a gap quite a, there. <laughs> I have, Your kids are actually yeah, gapped all over. They're gapped right? all over. It's <laughs> like I've had like three separate families. Um, you know, Pax, <laughs> Pax is eight. That's her youngest. Yeah, it's my youngest. I'm <laughs> my oldest is 29, and I have three grandkids. So Pax, I always joke, and I call him the, oh, holy shit, that still works, <laughs> baby. So, but, you know, other than that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I w was 28, and I kind of took a hiatus from doing a lot of um, super creative things. Like, I, I was still doing things. I was making things for family I was you know whatever but I think a big part of it too was um, I had a really hard time calling myself an artist mm -hmm. because during that time in my life I looked at a lot of the things that I was doing as crafty as opposed to artistry and it's funny when people uh, want to Right? You don't really need to have that separation, I know. do we? No, like no. at all. Mm -hmm. And it's such a huge thing. And it's, it's a big thing to get over in your own mind yeah. and in your own brain and for other people to recognize and acknowledge you as. And Because people would say things like, 
oh, you're super crafty, aren't you? And I'm like, mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, right? And and then other people would be like, oh, you seem like you have some, some artistic flair to you. Mm-hmm. Or artsy fartsy. Yeah. I used to get called artsy, artsy fartsy, fartsy all because of like the way I dressed, or yeah. was always, you know, when you are an artist and you don't know how to get things out or you can't right? afford to get things out, you're always doing something. So you get that artsy. Yeah. Oh, she's so artsy, right? Yep. And uh, you get that label, and yeah. it's and but even in yourself, you're still like totally. you're struggling. You're mm-hmm. like, am I an artist? Am yeah. I just crafty? Yeah. How where where's that line, and when do I jump over to that line, and have I or Am I qualified to be an artist because I didn't get any technical training in artistry? And, and I mean, I've had, I've had um, um, classically trained artists um, that have taken, taken other kinds of training from, like uh, more things like grant writing or stuff like that. Um, and I'll ask them questions about different things and they'll say, so what kind of art do you do? And I, and I really downplay it because this is not who I am to talk yeah. about. Blah, 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 yeah. Right? Um, so just like, nah, I just, you know, I do face and body art and some window painting or whatever. And they're like, oh, well, I guess we all do what we need to to pay the bills. You know? And I'm just like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've turned around and in yeah. those circumstances, you know, now with much more confidence and I mm-hmm. have said things like, you're right. But I'm actually making a living doing it. Are you making a living doing your art? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No? Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> right? And, um, but it took a long time for me to acknowledge that, yeah, I am, I'm actually an artist. And, yeah. and it's okay um, if people like my art, and it's okay if people don't like my art. Is there, and this is maybe a silly thing to ask. Never. But what's your most like favorite? Like, if you could, obviously, your biggest thing is not having to do one thing for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. But what is what is one thing maybe you don't get to do enough of that? That's what you wish you could really expand or get into or learn or like. Do you have something that you're sort of like, ah, oh, I haven't figured that one out yet, or not really? Because you're just in there doing it, aren't you? I, I would. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like the one thing that I'd really like to try that yeah. I haven't yet. Um, just more because um, opportunity hasn't presented itself, and particularly with COVID yeah. going on right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is I'd like to look at doing some stained glass. Yeah, right. me too. I think it is amazing. I think yeah. it's beautiful. Um, I had a family member years ago who did a lot of it. And um, I remember being in their house and it was in BC and Vernon and like it was just mm. such a, an amazing feeling being in that house like I think I was 10 and oh you'd just be in your glory wouldn't you right mm-hmm. like totally and their house was like so filled with windows and there's like all these trees and forests and stuff around and there's like all these shiny oh my goodness you know yeah. things in the windows and I was like I love it here <laughs> right yeah I'm gonna be here forever yeah um but yeah I'd love to do um, some stained glass and, and kind of play with that a little bit and um, I want to go back and play with some clay I yeah I would like to do that time. too yeah. yeah I haven't for a long time either maybe hopefully like you say when COVID sort yeah. of like settles down a bit um, because I'd also like to do when I was in university I did some printmaking I'd like to get back into doing some printmaking and we're so lucky to have CASA right where right? we can do the clay we can do yeah and so we're so lucky to have that and i'm looking forward to when we can actually sort of use that again and be able to be close again and and that kind of thing um but uh let's see where should we go from there so you have your kids and you've got now your second kid at 29 right first one's at 29 the oldest one one was at like or wasn't your first one at like 20 my my oldest is oh no for me having them yes i'm sorry i was giving you the names or the ages of the kids oh oh. yeah so i was 19 for my first one yeah and then i was 28 for my second one and then i was 30 and then there was pax right dun 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 (laughs) so so but in there are you able to like what are you doing what are you doing in in there what's what's your life tell me about it yeah it was (laughs) It was kind of chaos. I yeah. actually um, started face painting again in Lethbridge. And 
when I first started face painting, it was uh, it was so hard, man. Yeah. People here did not want to pay for art. Period. I still don't really. I still don't like when I look at what a what a painting sells for here versus what a painting sells for in like Canmore. My mind is blown. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. wow. Like yeah. I'm seriously undervaluing my paintings here, but that's because. They are undervalued by they're, everybody. They're seriously undervalued. Yeah. And um, everybody wants them. Everybody wants to have them. Everybody wants to own, you know, amazing art, but nobody ever wants to pay for it in this community. And I don't know yeah. what that's about, but it took a really long time because I was one of the first face painters out here um, to get people to pay. Right. And I mean, I had people, you know, laugh in my face. You expect to get what? And I'm like, you betcha. Mm -hmm. And I'm worth every damn penny. Well, and I, that that surprises me mostly. I mean, it doesn't surprise me because no one wants to pay for art. That doesn't surprise me. But your when we say face painting and body painting, we're not talking about um, just sort of putting a butterfly on a face. Yeah, your face painting is something that's to another level, right? I mean, it's it's um, and and we talked about sort of it being amazing at how quick you've gotten at doing it as well. So you've got this amazing art that you are creating i mean little kids like I say they're not walking yeah. away with sort of butterflies and a little puppy dog yeah. you know tongue on them kind of thing right i mean these are they are they're kind of a high art that in any other city even would have a different yeah. a different value to them yeah but um but i'm glad that you're getting paid for them yeah and it, it is so like at, at the comic cons or whatever when you're there and i watch people i'm like oh yeah chris is here i haven't seen her yet but mm, yeah right she's like here <laughs> And it's so funny, like, and what you just said is true. Like, um, for example, like a like a, a face paint here at a small event. If if I've chosen to be a vendor, yeah, um, I'm not going to get more than ten dollars for a face. Is that right? Whereas somebody with lesser skill, lesser experience, uh, far um, inferior supplies, yeah, in Calgary will get twenty dollars a face. Wow. right or $25 a face and but the that's the thing that kills me is the people that live here will travel there and, and pay then we'll that. pay that yeah <laughs> and I'm like what yeah so um yeah it's it's peculiar but I mean it took me probably shoot three years to get people to acknowledge that um, there was value to this and that it is an art form and um, yeah you have to pay for it I'm not going to come and do it for free yeah and what when you being as you sort of said you met people in Calgary trained with a lot of people in Calgary mm -hmm. and then in Lethbridge you just saw a need for it or was just something you felt like doing or um I actually because I had three kids at the time and um you can bundle them up and take them wherever that's right? exactly what I was doing <laughs> like literally um and when Pax was born I oh my god I had so many events and bookings and whatever like I literally worked up till two days before I had Pax um doing events and um after he was born like six weeks after he was born i was out doing events again and i like had him in the sling and he was on my stomach you know whatever and i'm painting and people are like and he'd start fussing and i'd be like just a second and it pop a boob and <laughs> keep him in the sling and they're like do you have a baby in there no big deal <laughs> and then uh, mm -hmm. um but yeah and it honestly i am um, it's it was an art form and it was a business venture and it was something that as a mom I could do to make money yeah. um, and take my kids with me when I need to because they all wanted to be at the events that I was at anyways. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. and there's other moms that I work with now uh, that are in the exact same scenario and um, have grown from it too, right? And they see it and we try and support other moms um, coming into it and we try and support like it's face painting frankly is very gender uh, based business yeah, and yeah. It, it really is and it is um, mostly women that are involved in it because they have families and because the schedule of face painting works around the schedule of your family and around the schedule of your partner if they're working full-time 
Right. Because right. it's evenings and weekends. Yeah. And yeah. that's when you're available. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But that being said, it's like every other art form where men are usually recognized more I was going to say, right? Then women. Yeah. 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 Which is ironic because it's like 90% women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that, how that happens. Right. It does in, in so many, I mean, we see it in hairdressing yeah. and that kind of thing. There's always a cachet given to a, to a man who might be doing the same thing that. In nursing. That, same deal. Oh yeah. I never thought about exact that. Exact right? same deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, men that are nurses uh, will actually advance further and get higher pay scale almost immediately yeah. um, following coming out of school. But feminism, we don't need it anymore. No. There's no need for it anymore. It's no. all good. It's all equal. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Piece of cake. Piece of cake. No problems here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So um, I know that we really try and support um, other women in the community um, with what we do. And um, we hire other local artists um, to come when we do bigger events and stuff and we always try and offer training and even if they don't have their own supplies we'll give them supplies and stuff because it's oh, an nice. opportunity for them to come and um, learn some skills and um, be able to work and also to have some of that camaraderie too right yeah. because yeah. Um, let's be honest we all need to get the hell out of the house every once in a while and have that exchange with yeah. people so yeah so then we were talking a bit about your painting is that something that is private for you or is it something then you're trying to get out and make sure you sell those or is it kind of I, we had unfortunately before we got cut off but um we were talking a bit about how painting was something that um you didn't start till till quite a bit later in a way yeah. later in life yeah and is it so is it something that being as you kind of started late in life, is this something that sort of, I don't know, for me, I guess I'm, I'm thinking because I, I feel very self-conscious about my painting. Mm -hmm. I feel, you know, it's something I did come to late in life and I do feel very, it, it almost is a private thing and to think of trying to sell it feels very weird and foreign to me. And even though I value art, mm -hmm. even though I buy art, even though all those different things, I always feel self-conscious of. Well, because it's exposing yourself. It's so exposing it's yourself. It's exposing who you are. Yeah. It's And it's not just, um, like if we think of physically exposing ourselves, right? Like, yeah. like that's different too, um, but but you're almost like, meh, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I, I'm a woman that's had four kids. I'm like, whatever. I've had people all up in my business and it didn't, whatever. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. you want to see it, get over it. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> whereas when it's coming from um, that internal part of you, that something that you're not always willing to share with people and something that maybe people don't even know about you. Maybe they yeah. don't know you have a dark side. Maybe they don't know that you have this light side. Maybe they don't know you have this twisted sense of humor or yeah. whatever, yeah. right? And then you bring that forward into your art form and then you're like, oh, I gotta share this with people? Like, that's weird, mm, yeah. awkward. And not only share it with someone, but then sell it yeah well and right? how do you how do you price that <laughs> yeah right like yeah. how do you price um this piece of art or whatever and um that that was something that took me a really long time to even just pricing your art like yeah i stopped putting uh just generalized price tags on my art um because that's what i used to do i'd be like oh well i feel like Right. It should be valued at this. So how do you for this number? Um, because of this and this and this. Yeah. And now, I use a mathematical process. Really? You betcha. Yeah, I've heard a few people do. So can yeah. you just explain that a bit for those yeah. who don't? So, for example, like window painting, um, it's the same price for everybody, and it's we charge seven dollars a square foot, and the reason that we do that is because it literally removes emotion. Yeah, out of it. that's a great idea. Yeah, and then there's no attachment to it. There's no like, oh well, yeah, I suppose, right? Like, yeah, it's just yeah. not. It's not there. It's not valued the same. It's right, like, right. Look, here's what it's going to cost. Yep. And you can either agree to pay it or not. Yep. Yep. And people sometimes are like, well, that's ridiculous, and I'm like, 
Adios. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, yeah, because you don't. And, and I think that is a good place to come. And in, I mean, because you are valuing your art then, mm -hmm. right? You're saying, here's what I need in order to make it worth it for me. Yeah. You can either do it or not, because otherwise it's, I think it's one of the things I dislike so much is when people are like, could you donate art to this? It'll be good exposure for you. Yes. And, and how many no one asks a plumber to come and fix a right? sink because it'd be good exposure for them. How Nobody. many artists have died from exposure every single year? That's true. That's Because you cannot pay for your bills with exposure, people. No. It doesn't happen. No. Yeah, can't go to the grocery store with my exposure bucks and buy steak. <laughs> right? Like it just exactly. ain't happening. Exactly. I can't pay for the lights in my house with my exposure bucks. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah and, I, and I tell people that all the time. So I'll, how do you do it for your paintings? For my paintings, I actually charge uh, per square inch. You do? Yeah. And oh. I have calculated. Um, That's so cool. Yeah. Based on. and But it also depends too. Because for some paintings, I'll put a higher square inch um, rate mm -hmm. on it. Uh, based on if there's greater intricacies involved in it. If there was more materials or pricier materials used. Um, those kinds of things. And then I also increased my pay uh, per square inch based off of my... Attachment to it? No, but based off of my skills as an artist now, because now I have an established... Uh, like people are starting to know who I am in the community. And so I've started to build a reputation for myself and I've had several art shows under my belt and I've mm -hmm. had those experiences and I've had people um, seek me out and these kinds of things. And those are the kinds of things that push an artist's value up. Yeah. Right. And not in a negative way. Like my, my art is not priced out of this world. It's not, it's yeah. very reasonable for yeah. my art. Um, but yeah, I, I have to hmm. remember to give myself these natural increases in my rate um, for, for when I'm doing art and creating art and I've had people say oh my god like why would you charge that much for that painting and I'm like oh my god why would you ask me that yeah exactly why would you ask me that right that's exactly right yeah and people do you don't... feel like it's like does does it cor does it correspond or correlate I guess maybe is a better word your um feeling of worth in your art with your feeling of worth as a person and as your skills <laughs> and your or it used to it used to yeah um it used to a lot and when we talk about that exposure mm -hmm. of of exposing ourselves not being paid in exposure but exposing <laughs> ourselves through our art forms yeah um that was really really hard to see anybody looking at my art in a negative way mm -hmm. because i i took that very critically and i internalized that and it was really hard to get through that i still do yeah and now, uh, because I, I was, this was part of it too. I was teaching, uh, you know, those, those paint night classes, paint night courses mm -hmm. or whatever. I was, we came up with the idea of um, teaching children and we loved it That's so much. Idea. Oh my God. We had so much fun. Yeah. Kids are amazing. Kids are so amazing. Yeah. They're so filled with self-confidence. Yeah. They're amazing little creatures. The things that they come up with. And I mean, like we would, we would come up with um, some simplistic designs and we would, you know, do like a base drawing in the center and then the kids would get to paint it and we'd go step by step with them and we'd do it over the period of an hour. And then, you know, we would ask the kids, okay, well, what do you think? And let's see it. We'd give them glitter and extra <laughs> crap to put on their paintings. And they're yeah. like, oh my God, do you see what I just did? <laughs> I am the most amazing artist in the world. Right? And you're like... You really are. Yeah. You really yeah. are. Yeah. That is an amazing painting. They're like, I know. <laughs> I just told you that. So they're teaching you. They're teaching me. Like, yeah. yeah. They were, it was a, such an amazing experience. And then we did a few adult paint nights. And it was heartbreaking. Aww. Truly heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Because there was not a person in the room that was satisfied or happy with their art yeah not a single one yeah and we would literally have to take their art i'm just going to use my phone yeah for this yeah. and we would say okay you know what and i would literally take their art away from them mm -hmm. and i would walk across the room and i'd say do something else for a few minutes and they're like 
<laughs> fine be like that yeah you know yeah and then i would from across the room i'd be like hey do me a favor take a look yeah and i would hold up their art like this their painting and i'd be like what do you think and they'd be like it's actually not so bad <laughs> and I'm like that's right funny. yeah you know it's funny you say that earlier today in this space I was painting with my mom she did that little green oh, uh, thing up there still a little study that she's doing but it was the same thing we were we realized we're this close from our paintings yeah. right and so she was like oh and you know and I was too and then we stepped back oh right? actually right and so sometimes yes you have to step back to be able to see what you need to fix or what you need to but also sometimes in a way metaphorically we yeah. need to step back and sort of look at what we're doing and give ourselves credit yeah um or even critique whatever it it takes but we do like that whole I'm, i feel like i'm going on now but no it's okay there was also um I had an experience not very long ago and it wasn't a good one and it, it reminded me somewhere in in philosophy where it was like stepping backwards when you're at an abyss is a step forward yeah and you know and it sort of really hit me as sometimes we we need to do that right you Absolutely. need to to step back and so metaphorically as well as literally and it's so true I mean as artists or rather as adults not even as, as artists oh, Oh, Little battery. Um, Thanks for noticing. Mm -hmm. I wonder how long ago that went. Oh, we're at 42 minutes, so it can't be that long. Are you still going, little thing? Oh, you're just still going. Okay. So, hi! <laughs> um, as adults, I find that we have lived an entire lifetime of people telling us we're not good enough. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. In, in so many different ways. Like, like our bodies aren't right, our hair is not right, our jobs aren't right, our faces aren't right, our cars aren't right, our clothes yeah. aren't right, our like literally everything in our life is not right. Yeah. And um, every media platform on the planet tells you that. Yeah. And you're inundated with it and I mean it's like it's insane, right? Yeah. So it's no wonder that as artists we're always trying to qualify am I good enough? Yeah. Am I is this a good enough piece? Are people going to find value in this? Yeah. Are people going to, you know, like when I look back to the beginning pieces that I, that I actually sold, like my first yeah. painting, like the one painting, I was like, oh my God, somebody actually bought that? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but um, it's because that piece spoke to them on whatever level. Yeah. It spoke to that person and it meant something to them. Yeah. Right? Um and did it mean anything to you, that particular painting? It did. It was about, I was going through nursing school at the time, yeah. and um, I had a lot of problems in nursing school. Um, on several different occasions, they tried to um, mute my mouth, and they tried to kick me out. They did kick me out. They accused me of plagiarism. Um, they couldn't make the the accusation stick because it wasn't true yeah <laughs> I was told that I wasn't smart enough to have come up with the content of a paper get um, out yeah I wasn't bright enough or intelligent enough to come up with the content of a paper that I had written um, and I did I had come up with it all and they're mm -hmm. like well how did you know that and I said acquired knowledge yeah yeah good like, for you exactly that's why I'm here is to acquire wow. knowledge Wow. and um, anyways it was a long story so I painted this crazy crazy painting like I, yeah. I look back at it now and I'm like <laughs> wow <laughs> but it was how I was feeling like yeah. it was like this big-eyed woman and like her features were distorted and stuff but she had everything and her hair was like this crazy like woo almost like turkey feathers like oh wow I don't even know and but she had no mouth oh wow like nothing just no mouth wow and um the rationale behind it was that's not even muted no no like, that's that's worse that's worse yeah. like like i wasn't allowed to speak i wasn't allowed to you know anything react respond anything yeah and um i'm a really strong advocate and i have always been in trouble my entire life and continue to get in trouble <laughs> um for for speaking my mind yeah and for saying something when I see something that's inappropriate or wrong mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you know I got hauled into the dean's office the one time because the one instructor had a laundry list of things 
that she didn't like about me. And they were things like, you know, your laugh is too loud, you're too oh. this, you're too that, and you know, all of these things. And I turned around and I looked at her and I was like, well, frankly, I don't give a fuck. Good for you. Mm -hmm. And she was like, what? Yeah. Right? And the other, the dean was like, what? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't care. Yeah. That is all personal mm -hmm. and it has literally nothing to do with my academic yeah. uh, abilities here. Yeah. And if you can say that I didn't follow through with something, that I didn't do something that I was yeah, supposed to, that, that I was unsuccessful as a student somewhere, yeah. or that I put somebody in harm or in jeopardy or any of these other things, yeah. that's, that's great. But if you can't, and the, and the worst thing that you have is a laundry list of crap that you don't like about me, yeah. that's not my problem, that's yours. Where did you get that? Where did you get that, that strength and that, that courage? And the, because that's not an easy thing to do. No. <laughs> I've been in situations like that and that's not, a, not an easy thing to do. So what gave you the courage to be able to do that? Have you always had that moxie? Probably. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I've just, yeah. Like from the time that I was a little kid, I was always standing up for somebody else. If I saw something that was inappropriate, like I remember grade four, I had an issue with another teacher because he kept bullying one of the students in the class. And I turned around and looked at him and was like, back off. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what? Mm -hmm. And I was like, this, this isn't, isn't right. This isn't okay. You need to yeah. stop. Yeah. You're being mean. Yeah. And he's like, how dare you? And I was like, how dare you? You're an adult, right? <laughs> so I get myself into trouble a lot. <laughs> so when but. we're talking about that and art, it's still though you, even though you have that moxie when it comes to who you are mm -hmm. and what's in there, it still was a bit frightening when you're Absolutely. starting out and then you're putting yourself out there on a canvas. Isn't it odd how we can have in our life, we can sort of go F you yeah. and I don't care about this, I don't care about that. And yet, when it comes to showing something where we've we've putting ourselves out there in this thing that we've yeah. created, it's I don't know. I feel like because I'm pretty much an out there, you know, fu kind of person. Yeah. But then when it comes to that, I'm like, mm. yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, and that's a really good question. Like, when it comes to art, now I truly, I truly look at it and I say, when I talk about my art to people, I will tell people. Um, art is meant to evoke emotion mm -hmm. and people are like well what do you mean and they'll say you know this is hideous this piece here and this is this and you know that one's amazing and yeah uh, and whatever and and I'll say to them look it's meant to evoke emotion but yeah. it doesn't matter what kind of emotion yes yeah. the emotion could be love it mm -hmm. could be hate it could be you know a any kind of emotion happiness joy disgust mm -hmm. Yeah. It could be anything. Um, even when people have walked away from my paintings and been like, you know, yeah. if I've seen it or whatever, I'm actually going, nailed it. Yeah? Yeah. Because I got an emotional response from yet. that person. Yeah. And that was the point of it. Yeah. I didn't paint that painting for, for that you. person. Yeah. I yeah. painted that painting for me. Mm -hmm. That was something that I wanted to do because it meant something to me at the time. Yeah. Um, and if it got a response from you, that's all I want. Yeah. Right? That's really all I want. Um, it's the people that just go, mm -hmm. <laughs> where I'm like, Hey, say something. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of time, how do you find time for your art? With, I mean, we've talked about um, kids and you got, what, what, how is Pax? He's nine, did you say? Eight. 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 Yeah. So, I mean, you've got kids at home. You've got, how do you find time for it? Do you make time? Is it something that happens? Uh, it doesn't happen naturally anymore. Like, it, yeah. it just doesn't. I have to, like, literally. So, basically, in my living room, what I'll do, if I've, if I've gone through a period of time where I haven't created anything that there's art that I create for work and there's art I create to fulfill something in me. And when I need to do that, I literally go to the living room and I go like this, boosh, off the coffee table. Yeah. And then I pull out my stuff and people are like, oh, mom. <laughs> and I'm like, back off, yeah. leave me alone. Right? I need this time. Yeah. yeah. And I'll spend like 
three, four days and I just like hammer out all these paintings because I've had all these ideas or whatever, or maybe I don't even have a clue what I'm gonna start with or what I'm gonna do, or I'll just start playing with paint or smearing paint around or whatever. And um, the experience of going through that once I start one and then I move to another and then I move to another and then it's all of a sudden it's just like it just starts flowing and coming out it's almost like bleh, emotional <laughs> right um and then yeah I think the most I ever put out uh in one day was like seven paintings I did wow girl yeah. that's crazy just like, boom wow. done see I usually have at least four or five on the go um, although I have them in the studio, so it's different, right? Yeah. When you have them at home, you can just sit and... But um, I usually have them on the go because my attention span's not enough. And so then yeah. I just, you know, so I just, I'm always like, ah, oh, maybe this one will work. Maybe I'll do this one for a while. But, um, uh, oh, damn, I had a question I was going to ask you. Now I totally forget. See, I shouldn't go on my little tangent about me. No, it's all good. Oh, you know what I was going to ask is a lot of your work, it doesn't matter, um, um, I'm thinking like, even the stuff that you have, like the wonderful mugs. I've got one of your mugs, which <laughs> I love. But are do you make art that is purely ever abstract? Like they're always abstracted mm -hmm. from what I've seen, or they've always got sort of this splash of, I'm mm -hmm. not going to be too, not that they're not perfect, but they're not, uh, do you know what they're I mean? They're not formed. They're yeah, not they're, like they're, they're replicative. These wonderful, they're not, yeah. yeah. They've definitely got an abstraction to the movement. I have to find they've got yeah. a lot of movement to them. Um, but do you ever just sort of go in there and just completely abstract, I'm not going to have anything representational in here, or is that not your style? You know, I try yeah. with abstract, and honestly, I am, have not been fully comfortable with anything that I've created. Yeah. I, yeah. I enjoy color so much, and I love yeah. playing with the textures, and I love... Uh, formulating things and and seeing how I can build on things and I yeah I don't know it's a really yeah. good question I I have created some abstract pieces but they're not anything that I'm like yeah I feel really good about that yeah it's just right you're yeah yeah and it's like I say though there is a wonderful abstraction that you have to them and um, even just the coffee mug I have because I was looking at this morning with my coffee in it um, it it is definitely a it's a flower right but but it has all these sort of mm -hmm. abstract like thing you know disrupt it and mm -hmm. um move and and um the different colors textures right like textures seem huge so yeah it just felt like things are abstracted mm -hmm. but that they're always you know from what i've seen that they they have i don't know that to it it's always, it, there's usually something in it yeah and yeah. I, even with um um even with my alcohol inks and stuff, like when I'm using those or if I'm using like almost every um, media that I'm using, it's, um, I'm always creating something from it. And I, like I look at some of um, abstract pieces that people do, like even incorporating the words and mm -hmm. little sayings and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. That's amazing. And I'm like, I don't think I am that organized mm -hmm. to make that because yeah. I find almost... Um, doing an abstract piece is almost takes more in a different way. Mm -hmm. I, I guess the reason I ask is because you've talked so much about sort of this feeling, mm -hmm. right? And and really working through that. And so, um, it, you know, sort of that this is... I, I have made yeah. abstract pieces. Like I made one, uh, so I'm also ADHD. I consider it my superpowers. <laughs> Um, lots don't. My poor husband, because everybody in my family is ADHD, like all my kids and myself. Except and, him. Except for him. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, sorry about your luck, honey. Um, but I made this one piece and it was, like I called it uh, ADHD. Ah. And that's what the piece was. And it was completely abstract and it was like chaos, but beautiful. And it had like... Um, metallics in it but then they were muted metallics and there was mm. like all of these other things and I had used like some texturizing medium and um just it's kind of every everything, everything in it yeah yeah and but it was never a piece that was uh for sale it was never a piece it was more that of I would, a process yeah it was a process and mm -hmm. so when I do those kinds of pieces that's for me yeah and it's not it's never been a well, I'm going to make this, oh, I like it 
Uh, I'll sell it, right? Would you paint over it and not in a um, painting it all out and whiting it, but then adding something onto a painting like that? Or once you've finished it, is it done and I'm, I need a fresh canvas? It's usually I'm done with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not one that will go back and pick at a canvas, right, over a period of time. I've done it with a couple, but I find when I personally go and do something like that, um, then I end up picking the canvas apart uh, or making it something that I'm like, well, why did I go and do that? Yeah. Now I feel like I ruined it, right? Because yeah. I've overworked it in my opinion. Right. Um, so I don't often do that. Have I painted over canvases? Yes. Yeah. I actually enjoy taking old paintings and covering them and using the texture from underneath to right. make something new. Yeah. I was talking to Eileen Murray and because I have a bunch of paintings here mm -hmm. that as I was starting painting and I'm like, okay, I'm that's not great. Um, and uh, so I was talking to her and I was like, yeah, you know, and she's like, just now paint over. Don't, don't, um, you don't need to paint over the end. But who knows what that background is going to inform? Mm -hmm. Who knows what's going to happen with that? Maybe there won't be much. Maybe there'll just be a little circle or a teacup over yeah. here that has that pattern in it. And I thought it was such a... Um, I don't know. I guess it's not something I really thought of. I thought of painting over it, but I didn't think about how that background or that original painting it. can now sort of come through and be something that really informs, even if it's a tiny little piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was just kind of a beautiful way of looking at it. And it helped give me some freedom, maybe, to then mm -hmm. to do that, to just take these paintings and paint over them and figure right. out where, where they're at and what's going on. Like, I have... Oh my God, I have so many paintings in my garage. It's hilarious. <laughs> I had honestly had forgotten how many paintings I had out there. I went out there, I don't know, like two months ago to get something out of the garage with my husband. And I was like, oh, well, would you look at that? <laughs> yeah. That's a, lot, that's a lot of canvases. And my husband's like, I know. Yeah. Right? And. Um, well, when we were talking, art being expensive, that's why I was like, I'm painting over these suckers. Right? <laughs> exactly, right? Like when you're paying so much money for your canvases, like mm -hmm. some of my canvases are like a hundred bucks a piece. Yeah. And you, with all the paint that you use on them and, and the time or whatever, like, yeah, you paint mm -hmm. over them. And I, I've i had some really interesting pieces come out um, from painting over other paintings. And mm -hmm. I really like um, the textures or the movement of the paint or um whatever so that history kind of still yeah. comes through yeah so even though you have painted over them you're still seeing those brush strokes mm -hmm. and the builds up here or there and then and, the, and i'll even find ways to to augment them to make them stand out even more ah, um yeah. because i you know i'll add it into uh the foreground of the current painting right somehow um i really I really do enjoy doing that and that's something that I only started doing probably the last year and a half so and why do you think that is just because you've had time or do you feel like something's shifted in what you do or no I just um honestly it was the surplus of yeah, yeah, paintings right? that I had right I was like <laughs> I know I, this one is never going to go anywhere because you know like the ADHD piece I was like yeah. it's not going to go anywhere this was cathartic for me this was not a sale piece this was not yeah. anything that was ever meant to be shown to others per se it was like something that i would share yeah but it wasn't ever like a gallery piece or anything like that yeah um just a piece that i was working through and so like something like that yeah to to do over and then work with it and see what you get yeah and it's plain really it's plain absolutely you're you're figuring out Ooh, how can I make this different or what can I do or how can I add this or how can I yeah whatever right yeah have you ever done collaborative pieces is collaboration something that I mean obviously in your um the window paintings that you do and that mm. and that kind of thing you have a partner there um do you guys collaborate and literally work on the same canvas mm -hmm. right there or is it sort of she does this one you do that one or how do you find the collaborative process so for us it's actually really entertaining people will watch us paint we don't do like <laughs> canvases per se like like gallery canvases um we have done like some public art pieces and we have done murals and we have done um the window painting and whatever and we have you guys like, did a um a mural for school didn't you 
Uh, we did some murals for a senior's facility. Oh, that's and, what it was, right. Yeah, and we've done some other murals as well. And then we have done, um, we did a big art piece that is out by um, Gulf Gardens outside there. It's like called the Waterways or whatever. Oh. Yeah, and they contracted us to come and paint it. We didn't design it. The design wasn't ours. It's again, sorry. Okay, I think we're still going at least. That's but okay. We'll, uh, yeah, it is, but we will. We're at 10%. That's all good. <laughs> um, Thank you for noticing. Yeah, when we did that piece, like we just get so into it. It's almost like we have our own language when we're um, doing it. And whether we're garbed out in respirators, whether we're, you know, we're using pot guns or airbrush guns, or we're using um, spray paint or paintbrushes or whatever, you know we're like up on top of things and crawling through things and on ladders and on like whatever yeah and we know what each other needs and we'll just yep mm, 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 you know how long have you two been working together we ironically we met at a, um, a body paint convention oh. um, in Calgary in 2010 both from Lethbridge but went to the same convention so weird yeah and um it was fate it was fate yeah and we met there and um we proceeded to get very intoxicated the <laughs> second night <laughs> way too intoxicated mm -hmm. and um yeah we did some training together and yeah. yeah and and it wasn't for probably about probably about three years two three years after that i mean we knew each other but each of us had our own business and you know, sometimes artists can be really competitive with each other mm -hmm. instead of embracing with each other. Especially when they're monetary yeah. sort of things, right? Yeah. Agreed. Um, and so it was hard uh, for us to decide and kind of figure out what our relationship was going to be. Yeah. And then we realized, honestly, we we're just so much alike. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and... Um, we complement each other very well and especially for the larger pieces um, we know that each of us has our weaknesses we know each of us has our strengths and um, we don't take it personal when we stand back and go okay that looks ridiculous you need to do, let's we got to fix that get yeah. out of the way right and the yeah. other one will step in and and do something to that adjust is or very very um unusual right yeah. it's a hard a hard thing to sort of have someone go and paint over yours you really right? have to trust yeah. yeah and and that's exactly it like there's not a lot of artists um that work together the way that we work together mm -hmm. and i mean even right now we're working on doing um a 15 window panel um right mm. i know and <laughs> it's where at, at city hall oh. and they've asked us to do um a winter scene yeah and incorporate like 20 different holidays oh wow yeah right okay so picture that <laughs> that's a lot so we'll have to add that photo yeah. after it's done so i've been drawing out wow. the main design for the 15 so are windows. they all those windows that are yeah, on oh, the outside wow. and then jerry my painting partner has been she's you know there's certain things that i've been trying to incorporate into the basic design to establish the idea of that holiday right. throughout the pattern. Um, and then she's- Why do they want all the holidays? Is it something to do with like- They just want to try and represent. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, all, now I see yeah, what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, so like different cultures. Different cultures oh, and different types okay. of holidays. And, oh, okay. But some of them didn't make any sense. Some of them made great sense. Yeah. Some of them we were like, you've repeated this particular one three different times. Right. You know, that yeah. kind of stuff, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing the base mm. and Jerry has spent the last like 24 hours coming up with um, ideas to incorporate onto the base to represent right. and doing some research. Like both of us are doing research on it as well, but yep. but that's the collaboration part of it, right? right? Like it's such a big piece and if you don't do it right, it's not going to flow well yeah. and people won't understand it or see it. Yeah. Um, but when we do big pieces like that too, we personally try and make a stand um, to make sure that people are represented yeah. or that there's equal representation. So, for example, City Hall windows that we did for Canada Day, 
um, that was our first opportunity doing anything for um, City Hall. Yeah. And we had a family of color. We had an indigenous family. Um, we had um, um, a same-sex marriage family. We had, you know, different cultural groups and representations. Mm-hmm. Of course, we can't represent everybody, mm-hmm. but we tried to make it yeah. um, um, a little more representative of the the groups and cultures in Lethbridge. Right. And I will tell you, it was extremely rewarding because there was a young family that went by um, and they went past the one group uh, of the windows and they were like, walk past and then they backed up I walked past again and then they backed up again and they turned around and they said wow I've never seen me on this like this before oh wow! right and that that just stuck so solidly for for both of us and um, it was an amazing opportunity and I think um, like we told different people at the city about it and you know we said we know that Lethbridge is pretty conservative, mm-hmm. um, but we feel like this kind of thing is important and people need to be represented. Yep. Um, and they were very supportive of it and very happy with the outcome. So I think that's part of why they've asked what they've asked for right. the, the winter windows, which is yeah. great. I mean, honestly, they couldn't pick better people for the job because clearly we're up <laughs> for the challenge or we're crazy enough for the challenge. I don't know, whatever way. Yeah. But, well, I'm hoping we're not going to run out of time. I'm getting worried now. Um, my phone's been coming up with the notifications that our battery is running low. Imagine if we had that. Like, all of a sudden, we are just sitting here, and it's like, eh, you know, Chris's battery is kind of going low. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> mine would have been dead a while ago. Big red. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like mine does do that sometimes. But. <laughs> it would be lovely to have both you and Jerry on again mm-hmm. and, like, be able to talk about, especially collaboration. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been um, in art collectives and worked on collaborations and it's mm-hmm. something that really interests me um both the dynamics of of doing that as far as even so the dynamics of that person with you right mm-hmm. and that trust that you have to have with that person and then your dynamics of different things you're good at and not good at and mm-hmm. and that sort of thing so i'd love to be able to talk to both of you another time sure i'm sure it was love it. thanks for going with the flow this was no kind problem. of a big up and down thing and our live didn't work but we just uh just made do and I really appreciate it. And it was nice getting to know you just a wee bit more. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Girl, I totally get it. You know what I think I'm gonna do though? I think I am gonna um, just let them know that I just